We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me as always, Jack Manuel. Jack, how are we doing? Another lovely day as a Nets fan, Nicholas. Yeah, it was a great day. We got some great news to wake up to this morning. <laughs> but before we jump into a quick reminder, you can find the buzz on all streaming platforms. Jack, what was that news we saw? I mean, revisiting something that we've touched on probably a topic more than any other this offseason. That is Kyrie Irving, Nick, because Sham Sarania broke Twitter, Nets Twitter, Kyrie stands, Sean Mark stands, everyone else in between. And he reported this, Kyrie Irving and the Nets are at an impasse in conversations about his future in Brooklyn, clearing way for the seven-time All-Star to consider the open market. Lakers and Knicks expected to emerge among potential suitors, even though one of those suitors in particular doesn't make any sense financially and economically and cap-wise and stuff. But we'll focus on the on the Nets side of things, Nick. Are these indications? I, I want to start off with like the, the big question. I was asked this. We love our percentages on this episode. We've spoken about, you know, it's okay. It's a done deal. Let's leave it to the side now. We're all happy. Go Larry. Now we're sad. Go Sam. I don't know. Um, but in, in saying that, where is your percentage of confidence that Kyrie Irving will be a Brooklyn Net come the 2022-2023 NBA season? Yeah, I mean, the report obviously made it drop a little bit, but at the end of the day, there wasn't really anything that was like true credence of, you know, Kyrie's really upset with the Nets. He's not looking to go back. And then we obviously got even more reporting from Shams throughout the day, kind of saying that Kyrie still wants to be with the Nets. It's kind of the ball's in their court. It's kind of up to the front office. And obviously we've discussed it in the past. It's probably more so contract related. So I'd still say there's a 65 to 70% chance Kyrie Irving is still with the Nets. Also, like you alluded to, Jack, there's just a lot of reasons for it not to happen in terms of him going elsewhere. Just the opportunities aren't really there in terms of teams with cap space. And then for a team like the Lakers or the Clippers to acquire him, they would need the Nets to cooperate. And obviously the huge factor in all of this is Kevin Durant and his happiness in the Nets organization and his ties to Kyrie. And, you know, like we've discussed before and like people have mentioned on Twitter and in spaces, you know, the Nets would be more likely to fire Sean Marks than let Kyrie and KD go. At least, you know, if Joe Sy is thinking straight. Well, it seems to me that there's more, and this is from Kendrick Perkins, this is from Brooklyn Nets 85, this is from a lot of people on Nets Twitter, that it seems to me that the Nets have not even considered, you know, Steve Nash's future within the franchise, yet 
the players who are the ones that go out there and win you something. Yes, Kyrie Irving's availability has been lack, and yes, the the vaccination stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But next season, there's no vaccination mandate. There's no vaccine mandates. Kyrie Irving could play up to 82 games and hopefully uh, an extended postseason run. His importance and value to this franchise it goes beyond his individual status. The, we've spoken about this at length, and we'll, we'll bring it back up. And we'll try and provide both sides of the argument. But if Kyrie is gone, Nick, Kevin Durant is gone. This is this isn't going to be a Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons led team. You know, Ben Simmons might be the, the last remaining guy, and we don't even know if he's going to be back. Yes, we've heard you know nice reports from Brian Lewis and such, but it just makes zero sense the way the front off. And look, I don't think this is coming from the front office. I think this is from Kyrie Irving's camp. Sham Serrano is always known to be a player and a player agent guy. And when it comes to your Woj and stuff, we know that comes from Sean Marks, when it comes from the front offices and, and everyone else there. So this could just be Kyrie Irving using a leverage play, and it's a smart leverage play, play to get the extended contract that he wants, to get all you know the machinations that we've sort of spoken about in terms of bonuses and get all those like, you know, struck and, and sort of just go, no, you give me all the money or else, you know, I'm going to the Lakers, I'm going to Clippers, I'm going to the Knicks, I'm going to Miami, wherever the heck, heck else it might be. So if the fact that this isn't going to be... Un- undisputed by a, a Woj bomb or something from Brian Lewis, who we know gets a lot of his stuff from Joe Sy. It's a little bit surprising, but by tomorrow, Nick, we could be doing another little emergency pod discussing other machinations of Kyrie Irving status, but it's certainly not positive by any stretch. Yeah. And Brian Lewis released an article today and he said he reached out to the Nets and there was no comment. So obviously, like you said, Jack, I think we'll probably get a report within the next the 48 fact- hours. The fact that there was no comment, Nick, is it shows you that this toing and froing between Kyrie Irving and his camp and Sean Marks, Joe Sy, and whoever else it might be, it's just, it's dumb. Like, I, I get that a lot of general NBA people are just like, why is this even happening? Because both of you guys have the situation for each other. The Nets will be nothing without Kyrie. And where the heck is Kyrie going to go financially uh, other than the Nets that makes sense for him and makes sense for other teams? Yes, well, And he's trade- mentioned he's wanted to, he wants to be with the Nets, you know, numerous times. And the, even exactly. it matches up with Shams reporting. Exactly. So it's just... That this is being put on the nets, and and I understand that, and I'm not saying that you know you give it ev- the the entire bag to Kyrie Irving, but the fact that we're getting the the way that Kyrie Irving and his camp have handled, and we sort of spoke about it when we in, in previous episodes, you can guys can check out about how like you know he's been doing the media tour, he's been saying about like you know how much he wants to be back, how much like you know he's going to be with the with Joe alongside KD making the decisions in the offseason, all those sort of things. It shows his desire to be in Brooklyn. I still think that that desire remains, as you alluded to with Shams. You know, he's the hometown kid. I think he's the one that that brought KD with him. And I just, I just don't understand this leverage play. I, I think the negotiating tactics leave a lot to be desired. But I do understand people's reservations about Kyrie Irving giving him a, an absolute max contract. There has to be some little in between. But I would, in, in in all honesty, the way that the Nets have handled this, Kyrie Irving deserves more money because of how poorly Shaw Marks and Joe have handled this. And the fact that you know, we're paying Steve Nash. $9 million a season, the third high. He's higher paid, I think, than Steve Kerr and Ime Udoka, uh, guys that just made the finals. And we're toing and froing about maybe $5, $10 million for Kyrie Irving. Please, Nick. Yeah, I'm not sure that it's really anything to do with the money amount. 
like in my opinion, I would think it's probably something related to incentives or non-guaranteed money later in the contract or just the years where they don't want to get locked up and they're unsure. And, you know, I think obviously Kyrie does get some blame in this situation for how the last few seasons have gone. But at the end of the day, I think for the Nets, allowing it to get to this point and get to such a public point, uh, public place with so much negativity in terms of like Kyrie, you know, essentially threatening to leave. You know, that's what that report was. That was essentially a threat to leave. You know, I, I can go elsewhere. There'll be other teams interested in me and I'll force your hand. Because even at the end of the day, if, you know, Kyrie says, you know, trade me to X place, the Nets almost have to do it because of their cap situation. And obviously they're hoping to get some level of talent or assets back if Kyrie were to force that hand. But like you said, you know, when you sign Katie and Kyrie, you kind of always knew this would be a potential thing you'd have to deal with. And obviously Kyrie is not the perfect player when it comes to availability. So, you know, the way it's all kind of gone down. And I think, you know, we can look back to some of the comments in which Sean Marks made at his press conferences. I think that's, obviously looks worse and worse as this kind of gone further and further. And like you said, it's a game that they're playing right now. And it's just like the, the further it gets, the more there is to risk, you know, each guy is trying to bite on the, not bite on the other guy's bluff. And obviously Kyrie's a guy that's extremely unpredictable. So it's like, you know, with certain players, maybe it would make more sense with Kyrie Irving. You really don't know what's going to happen. No, I, I understand hesitations about giving him, the max, all the bonuses, and and all of those different things in between. I just think that the the amount of drama and kerfuffle that has been happening has taken away from what should be the most important post off season and free agency and trade period in Nets history. The greatest chance to achieve a a championship and looking for guys like PJ Tucker, who's recently opted out, and and Jeremy Grant through trade, and all the other names that you and Justin mentioned on the last episode. This is being overshadowed now by this Kyrie Irving stuff. And it's taking focus away from the front office. Exactly. And it's just like, I just, look, I'll get to some of the questions in the replies that we had on our our Nets Twitter, our Brooklyn Buzz Twitter group. Make sure you guys are joining that. That Twitter community has been been really, really fun, as well as a couple of individual replies. This is via Cypher04 at Sean underscore Yuga. I think this is a, a big question, Nick. Who do you think is not giving Kyrie the max? Is it Shaw Marks or is it Joe Sy? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, I think you we've kind of discussed this in the past where it almost has to be a combination of both. You know, if if these reports are coming out and Joe Sy is upset, 
I think Josai goes straight to Sean Marks and says, hey, give Kyrie that max. I don't want this going on. I don't want to have the possibility of losing him. But given that we discussed it in the past, you know, Josai has talked about, I don't want to say Kyrie negatively, but definitely wasn't super happy with the whole vaccine stuff and some of the availability stuff. So I think it probably is a combination of both. I mean, we did also get that report. I want to say, was it from Brian Lewis that mentioned Josai and Kyrie's relationship a little bit in terms of saying, yeah, that is in a more of a positive light. So obviously that's something too. And maybe it is more so Sean Marks and Josai's giving him, you know, the control to do that. But at the end of the day, you would think ownership has a say in what's going on with ne- negotiations with, you know, your second best player. Has a say, Nick. They're the ones cutting yeah. the checks. Jo- yeah. Josai has ultimate decision. He's the boss. You know, he's the the head honcho. Everything that is happening right now is because of him. You know, I, I think that there is obviously plenty of culpability on Sean Marks. And I think that he's been given a, an element, a high degree of autonomy to let this play out how he wants it to play out. And I think Joe Sy is giving him the his full support behind that. So I don't think it's one or the other. You can't have one without the other. It, look, it could be totally, I think you could have one without the other. It could just be totally Joe Sy in a way that like, you know, Vivek Ranadive just makes, you know, the Sacramento Kings pick these guys. Yeah. Or, or Mike Cuban makes basketball decisions in Dallas or whatever. We don't really know that much about the sort of basketball side of things with Joe Sy. We know about the, a lot of the financials and the religion of winning, all those different sort of things. But in terms of his actual basketball ness, it's cool to see him at the Liberty Games and, and Clara there as well and with some of the guys. But in terms of those sort of basketball decisions, I think that there is an, 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 un, an unknown element to that. So I think that... If we're going to throw in a percentage on it, I'd go you know, 70, 30, Joe size way, 60, 40, something like that. Ultimately, you're the boss. You make decisions. You cut the checks. Everything goes through you. The green tick comes through you. Yeah, I mean, you might be right, Jack. And I think also just to point out would be, you know, if there's one person just making the decision, like you said, it's Joe Sy. I don't think there's a world where it's 100% Sean Marks, just given, like you said, he's not the boss. And Joe Sy is the one that's kind of dictating what, what can happen. And obviously, you know, there's a whole bunch of different variables, and we don't really know the ins and outs of the situation. Or maybe there's a number or a year that Joe Sy wants, you know, Marks to get to or something like that. No, and look, we might never know that. And I think we'll, we'll get some toing and froing. We'll probably get some Woj bombs here and there. We'll get some stuff from the New York Post. And we'll just have to piece all those things together and try and sort of process it all. I, I think that a lot of people sort of have been very anti Sean Marks. And I think with good reason. I, I don't think that that is just like, you know, we've been big fans of Sean Marks back in the day, but it's just the way that this is being handled. It's not that we're like so pro Kyrie that we're like Kyrie stands and we're, we're, we're flooding his Instagram comments telling him to just like, do you King all those, <laughs> or, 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 or whatever the heck else it might be. I just think that rationally speaking, it, this, the, this these negotiating tactics leave a lot to be desired and look i'll 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 throw a few other replies and I'm just, well, i just want to make one note about sean marks jack and i think overall you know prior to this year he do, he's done majority of good things but this last year has just been fill, filled with mistakes you know starting with last year's offseason with all the acquisitions and all the fits and then obviously the whole james harden situation you know you could argue maybe how they handle the Kyrie situation 
I mean, that's that's someone's own personal opinion. They should have let him play part time or whatever, especially because they ended up letting him do later in the season. And then obviously the whole James Harden and Ben Simmons trade stuff. And then you get all the way to the Ben Simmons stuff and how that was kind of mishandled and how he kind of threw Ben under the bus a little bit, too, towards the postseason. And obviously this whole situation. So I think it was a really good stretch for Sean Marks prior to the season. But this season has been a failing grade. It just, a lot of things have gone wrong. And like we've talked about, you know, it's not all his fault in terms of what he can control, but you're the one in charge. You're going to get the backlash. Yeah, exactly, Nick. So at the end of the day, he has to bear the the brunt of responsibility for the actions and decisions that he has made or hasn't made. And there are a lot over the past 12 to 18 months that leave you know, you're waning in, in, in a lot of respects. So I, I guess I'll go, I'll, I'll find a few of the sort of pro Sean Marks replies. And this is via uh, the Six Burrow on Twitter. He said, sad how Sean Marks was praised and that he's making a smart business move. Everyone is ready to fire him. No employee gives someone a race after they miss more than half their days of work. In response to that, I know you'll have plenty probably in your response to that. You're uh, pretty switched on when it comes to the salaries and, and the machinations of the cabbage stuff. That's just how this works. You, the way that the, the, the salary cap is designed is that players the ilk of Kyrie Irving status the the caliber of Kyrie Irving availability or not have the right given their years of service to a team to the NBA they get the opportunity to get that money and if your team is going to give it to you another team will I understand his availability is has been a big issue some of that has been through injury some of that has been through his own personal decisions and, and I just I just think that it's it's a little bit naive to say that. I think it, you can't go totally pro Sean Marks or totally uh, pro Kyrie. We're probably probably more pro Kyrie in this. And I think with good reason and within justified you know reasoning. I don't even think it's pro Kyrie. It's just more so I want the Nets to be good. Like if yeah, the Nets yeah. lose pro Kyrie. Nets. Yeah, pro Pro Nets. I'm pro Nets. I want the Nets to be successful. And if they lose Kyrie Irving, there's really no way to replicate the talent or the salary. You're telling me me Russell Westbrook, Nick, and Kevin Durant reuniting is going to be the best thing ever? Or as Ben Steiner said, the Nets should just go back to D'Angelo Russell. Why not? You were probably one of the few people that know my disdain for Russell Westbrook. I I honestly would – I don't know what I would do if that happened. I'd be recording a solo podcast for about 81 of the 82 games throughout the season. That's what would be happening. Yeah, I – that would be extremely painful. But getting back to the question, like you said, Jack, it is a little naive because it's this isn't a regular job. This is the NBA, and these are Kyrie is one of the 15, 20 best players at basketball in the entire world. And he's he's in a situation that's just different. It's just not the same in, in terms of the contracts, the way the salary works. And at, at the end of the day, it's not only a game on the court, it's a game when you're managing all of your team and your roster and trying to find players that fit in. So to think that you could lose him and it not have huge repercussions for the franchise is just short-sighted. And also, I think another thing that's noted, I don't know, we brought this up before, but if the Nets lose Kyrie and KD and they don't win this championship and there's no success in this era, getting a free agent in the future is not going to be very easy. Obviously, they do have, you know, playing in Brooklyn is great, but they go from being super pro player to not knowing how to manage stars because that would be the second superstar or high-level star player they lose in six months. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. 
Twice a week, J.J. Reddick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. And and look, if the Nets were to get Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving or Damian Lillard for Kyrie Irving, you know, a player of an equal caliber in return, then yeah, cool, because we're pro-Nets, and that means the Nets are going to be a good team. Yeah. But is that going to happen? I would Highly unlikely. Put, <laughs> I would put that at a percentage of one or two. Like, you, nothing is impossible, but, you know, and weird and wacky things happen within the NBA, but I just don't see that happening, Nick, given you know, Kevin Durant's, you know, relationship and ties with, with Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant has stronger ties to Kyrie Irving than he does to the Nets franchise. It, it's plain and simple. And if you don't think that then you haven't been informed about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant's friendship reporting from, you know, the, the ringer and, and podcasts and, and every other, which way that we, we've sort of seen and heard. So the Nets. Have, and why, have, have, why wouldn't he too? You know what I mean? Like, why would I have more ties to a team that I played for, for what, two seasons than a guy who's one of my best friends. And it's not like the Nets are the team that drafted me. It's not like we're talking about OKC and KD's played there for you know 13 straight years or something like that so there's no there's no extra level of loyalty to the Nets organization that that he could have it's it's to Kyrie Irving yeah it's like say back in the day when you know you and I were you know big big guys with with OTG basketball you were the head honcho or whatever it's like me having stronger ties to OTG basketball than to you directly like yeah. an organization over a person. And, and we know that they want to play together till they're in their 50s, that YMCA, all of those sort of comments. You know, you just read the writing is on the wall. It's there yeah. for you. And if you think that if Kyrie Irving leaves, Kevin Rand's going to be okay with that. Look, it, it is a superstar driven league, and the Nets have got two super, one superstar tied up. And the status of, of him will be affected by whatever happens to Kyrie Irving going forward. But like you mentioned, Nick, you know, just a, a couple of weeks ago, Shams was reporting with, with Pat McAfee and, and on his show and did a little bit more today about the fact that he, he wants to be in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, he, that, that is, he wants to be with KD. It's obviously he wants to be there on his own terms. And I think his own terms include a, a big amount of money, which he deserves within reason. I just think that, the the way that this is being played out and the way that we're having to respond to it as as you know media people and and fans is just a little bit exhausting and a little bit like just like really like this is how it's it's going to go down and the fact that we are even questioning Kyrie Irving's status in the first place when we should be doing our deep dives in the guards the wings the bigs the the uh, you know three million parts of the trade show prepping prepping for the off season preview and we're focusing again on Kyrie Irving. It's exhausting, Nick, as a Nets fan. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. And like you said, Jack, it's like, 
you know, at some point you almost want to cover other things. You know, the offseason targets is probably one of my favorite things to do. And obviously we had to do this instead because this is crucial and it also influences everything else because if Kyrie Irving's not back, like you said, we have no idea what happens with Kevin Durant and we have no idea what happens with the rest of the roster and what the Nets are trying to pursue in terms of moving forward. So it's just like everything is kind of at a halt with this. And it's the same thing like you alluded to earlier is the Nets could be missing out on trades. And obviously Thursday, the NBA draft is one of the biggest trade days in the NBA. You know, that's when things are going to really start to move. And you would think the Nets and Kyrie both want to have a decision made by that day because Kyrie being a free agent would heavily influence the NBA landscape and other teams, particularly making moves. Like if I know I could pursue Kyrie Irving, well, now I might not trade this first round pick at, you know, on draft day. And sure, Mark has a history of making trades on draft day. You know, he did one last year, you know, around every year, right? Yeah. It's basically, I'm pretty sure every year that he has been with the franchise. So, We'll be having to do some form of podcast, you or I or both of us, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. And hopefully it doesn't pertain to more Kyrie Irving stuff, Nick. Somehow, unless it's Nick, good I, Kyrie Irving news. Un, un, yeah, unless it's good, which fingers and toes crossed it is. I found this you know, interesting, Nick, because Stephen A., who you take his reporting around Kyrie Irving with a grain of salt, but he said this, and I quote, did you know that this brother Kyrie... <laughs> I, I don't want to say this, brother. Did you know that this... Guy Kyrie Irving last season would conduct his own practices. So when Steve Nash had the team on the floor and they practice, they would finish and he'd go and get five guys and conduct his own practice. His own practice. Do you have any idea how disrespectful that is to Steve Nash? Um, I I, I I don't know if I believe this at all, Nick. But like it's it's Stephen A. Smith who I think sometimes can be dis, uh, easily dismissed. And if this is true, I don't think it's that big of a deal either because Steve Nash's practice are probably just like practicing clapping. <laughs> I also think it could also be just a misunderstanding in terms of like, oh, Kyrie's playing with the stay ready crew because I know that they like scrimmage after a lot of the practices anyways. And I also don't think it's that crazy for someone to run drills or do stuff like Katie and Kyrie stay after practice. It seems like all the time guys are always kind of staying after and getting extra work. I, and again, I, I personally probably would not put much credence in anything Stephen A. Smith says in terms of actually reporting just because. There's just a ton of nonsense. Plenty of nonsense around <laughs> Nets fandom of late. Yeah, of course I was bloody on mute. I'm just <laughs> trying to make sure that we don't get more nonsense from you know the, the classroom behind me. In, in saying that, Nick, any final thoughts on this Kyrie Irving stuff? Even the Nick Claxton stuff that dropped, which was interesting and we were going to podcast about, but obviously it sort of overtook that. The reports were from Harrison Fagan or someone uh, the, you know, around the, the Rockets sort of side of things that doesn't expect the Nets to uh, match a deal of around the sort of MLE, which would be about the $9 sort of $10 million mark, which has been completely the opposite of reporting that you have seen and you've also put out in terms of screenshots from Heavy that we've discussed also. Kyrie Irving, Clax, give us your final thoughts, Nick. Yeah, I mean, like, I think just summarize on Kyrie, it's kind of been my consistent thought, and I think the same thing for you is just like, you know, Kyrie wants to be here. Uh, he's not getting the contract, obviously, he wants or, you know, whatever the Nets aren't giving him. And, you know, it's a dangerous game that they're playing and it could turn out to be really, really bad for the Nets. And you want to see the situation handled ideally by Thursday so they can, you know, focus on the things that matter. And that's putting the right players around Katie and Kyrie and Ben Simmons so they can win a championship and getting in the Claxton stuff. It, to me, the Claxton stuff also seems like an agent leak. Uh, just like trying to boost off his price, trying to create some hype around him because we did get the other report from heavy and saying that the nets would likely match an offer, especially if it's around three years, 35 million, which is right around the mid-level exception. And obviously the nets have 
believed in Klaxon. and they're pretty high. I mean, he's a guy they draft. And also, even if they don't think he fits super well with his team, he's a guy that was almost able to net a first round pick at the deadline last year. So why not bring him back? See if you can find a way to make him fit. If not, move him at the deadline for a pick because there's going to be teams interested. Definitely. Nick, as you alluded to, if you play with fire, you get burned unless you're a water Pokemon. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know if Sean Marks is one of those, but God he's bless. not Squirtle or Blastoise. That's that. That's, that's for sure. He's yes. more of a like a magic carp, if anything. Which water <laughs> Pokemon? I guess I don't know. So, I mean, let's hope that we get some positive news in the Kyrie front. Jack, always a pleasure. Big thanks everybody for listening. Check the buzz on all stream platforms. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.